Yes, indeed, Lord God, we thank you that we have overcome because you've overcome. Lord God, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, that your will be done, O God, on earth, in and through us, as it's being done and declared in heaven. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, Father God. We also pray that you lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We know that you do not tempt or test people with evil, nor can you be tested or tempted with evil. But the enemy is constantly accusing presenting his case against us. And we ask you, Lord God, to lift up, protect, um, validate, uh, acquit your people, Father God, of what the enemy is accusing us of doing. We thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross that bought and paid for our salvation with your own precious blood. We thank you, Lord God, that that is enough. That is fully, completely satisfied the law and the demands of Satan, that the soul that sins shall die. The blood of Jesus has completely satisfied those demands and he cannot require anything else. So, Lord God, let us not give him anything else, including our lives, our faith, uh, our fear, whatever. We will not yield to the enemy. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that um, we are fully persuaded, fully convinced that you are able to keep that which we've committed to you against this, the days that we're in, the days ahead. That even as Paul said, I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day. We thank you, Lord God, for the promises that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that no word said, no deed done, no actions taken will be able to be used by the enemy to bring forth shame, trouble, hindrance, delay, reproach. Father God, but that everything, all things that happen to us work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purposes. We thank you for the faithful witness of the Holy Spirit who you imparted and sent to live inside of us. We thank you for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Uh, We thank you, Lord God, that he is also our faithful witness. So give us guidance and wisdom as we talk about um, being fully convinced today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, here we are, continuing on in the war. Um, You know, and, and the war that we're in is a fact. I mean, it's not like we talked last week about the conspiracy. You know, is this an accident or is this a real bona fide, you know, conspiracy against us against the righteous and indeed from the very beginning from the from the from the uh, eden the garden of eden from the from the very onset there's been an attack a war against the human beings um and we are in that place i'm going to read a verse today we're going to talk about being fully convinced or fully persuaded and this is the this is where the battle really really is this is the battlefield and it's a of of fight for your faith. It's a fight to keep on believing and knowing and walking, persisting and declaring uh, the will and purposes of God in the midst of a a very perverse and wicked generation. But we're going to look for just a minute at Abraham in Romans chapter 4, and then we're going to go to the book of 2 Timothy. Um, the, the, The whole basic premise of our being here is based on the goodness of God and the promises of God. And the promises of God are completed through grace. Uh, It says in Romans 4, 16, Therefore, 
it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but those who are of the faith of Abraham. So those who came of the law came after Abraham. Those were kind of of Moses. But Abraham and his first uh, faith or believing in the promises of God is what God was looking for. Abraham was the father of us all. As is written, I have made you a father of many nations um, in the presence of him who he believed, even God, who gives life to the dead and calls the things which do not exist as though they did. How about that? God calls into existence things that don't exist and things that are dead. He calls them alive. Who contrary to hope, in hope, believed. That was Abraham. He was, you know, so that he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. So the spoken word of God was the promise that God made to Abraham. And we know this story, but do we really know the personal struggles to, to walk in that faith, to walk it out, to persevere, to be fully persuaded when the years drug on and on and on. And, you know, he was, by appearances, everything is getting worse and worse. And the hope of him ever becoming a father, let alone a father of many nations, is drifting away uh, and out of his reach. But in verse 19, it says, and not being weak in faith. So we're talking about Though his body was weakening and though the appearances were um, dictating that he should stop believing for this foolishness, this nonsense. Can you imagine Abraham telling people, yep, I'm going to be the father of many nations. And here he is pushing 98, you know, (laughs) it's like, okay, let's just see how much faith we have compared to this. I mean, this man, his faith almost looks like foolishness. And so does ours sometimes when we're pressing and standing for, you know, people to be healed and set free and brought into salvation or repentance, you know, it's like, it almost looks like after a while, after 25 years, I think Abraham was waiting for 25 years here. It becomes people around him probably say, well, the guy's lost his mind. There's no such thing. It's never going to happen. But it says in verse 19, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. Okay. So that means you're not going to have children anymore. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, she was right behind him. Um, She might have been a little bit younger, but not much. He did not waver at the promise of God, wavering, going back and forth, becoming double-minded, giving up. It says in James, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Let not that man think that he will receive anything from the Lord. So that's the problem. It's like you keep jerking on the rope this way, then that way, then this way, then that way. All it does is put pressure on the rope to break the rope. It doesn't secure anything. Um... He did not waver at the promises of God, the promise of God. Now, this is where God gets really happy. When we start believing what he says, when we actually, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what other people are saying, no matter what the news says, we continue to pursue and prevail, uh, believe God. Because right now, this is the battle. The battle is for your faith, for your soul, mind, will, and emotions, but for your faith. So he says, um, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. So how was he strengthened in his faith? By actually thanking God ahead of time, by glorifying God, giving glory to God, lifting his hands and praising the Lord, reminding God of his promise. God, you know, when you remind God of his promise that came out of his own mouth, he cannot but keep the promise because God cannot lie. So if God made a word promise to you 
Um, he, he, he will not lie. The only thing that will happen is if the liar can snatch the word of faith or hope or the promise out of you and get you to be double-minded. So God's got, God's end is good. He just wants us to believe him and keep believing, following, being strengthened. And the re, and you know, when we're in a trouble, a trial, the best thing to do really is not murmur, but give thanks. When you open your mouth with words, give that may be words of confirmation, glory, glorifying God, um, believing God, declaring the truth uh, and thanking God, being fully convinced. Here we are, Abraham, being fully convinced that what he, God had promised, he also was able to perform. Therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. So how did Abraham get his righteousness? It was simple. He just simply believed he believed what God said, and that's exactly, and that's only what God is asking us to do. Just believe what he says in the midst of this crazy, insane, take us out, destroy us kind of world we're in right now. It's always been that way, but you know, it's, it's Satan is doing his demonic best to destroy the hope, the promise, the word of God, to make God look like a liar, to make God look like a fool, to make you look like a fool for, for walking in faith or believing God or being convinced of anything. So we have to look in 2 Timothy. This is a, you know, we're in, we, we all know we're in days that we've never been in before. We all know that we're probably not going back to what was normal before because normal before was basically mediocre anyway and kind of worthless activity. So in chapter two, we're going to look for a bit and kind of through chapter two, three, and four um, and see what, see what Paul is saying to Timothy here in chapter two, verse one, you therefore my son, okay, son Timothy, not a biological son, but a son in the faith, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So we are strong in the grace. So God gives us grace to be strong. And that grace comes through Jesus Christ. Jesus had to press through a whole lot of stuff too, you know, resistance and, and bitterness and scoffing and, and unbelief. And the whole world had been set up 4,000 years that had been going in basically the wrong direction. So he steps in to try to do some correcting here. And what do you think he's going to meet with loving arms or uh, resistance? And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will also be able to teach others. Okay, so this is the pro we pass that baton on with the things, the faith from one generation to the next. That's just how it moves down the the course of human history. Many witnesses, faithful witnesses, witnesses who will um, commit these truths to others who are faithful, following God. Faithful means they're full of faith, believing in what? What faith in what? Faith in the promises of God, faith in what God says in his word, faith in the plan that God has set forth, the plan of redemption, the plan of resurrection, the plan of uh, Jesus coming again. It says, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ. We don't think of ourselves so much as soldiers. We think of ourselves more like um, sometimes sheep, sometimes sheeple, um, but we really don't, you know, think, okay, today I'm going to war again. I'm on the front lines again. We don't really set ourselves up like that, but that's actually really in the spirit what we are doing if we would pay more attention to that and less attention to the finite temporal things, we would see that we are pretty much on the front lines most of the time. He says, verse four, no one in engaged in warfare entangles himself in the affairs of this life. 
that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Now, there are many affairs of this life that we are entangled in, and some of them are necessary, obviously. Um, food, clothing, shelter, you know, that's kind of, there's, there's a necessary um, participation in these things. But we don't want to get wrapped up in them, entangled in all of those things, trying to prepare for something that's only temporal, that won't, won't last forever. We want to remember that our eternal home, we're eternal beings, and this place, this domicile that we're in here, once you're a citizen of heaven, born again, this place is a temporary residence, you know, we want to keep it neat and tidy and be good stewards of what God has given us. And that's part of our, our gift and calling and pr- privilege to actually use those gifts that God has given us um, to further the kingdom of God, to encourage people to um, help others uh, find their way or get set free. So we're, we don't want to be entangled because we're, uh, we're disentangling or untangling others. And so you can't be all tangled up and then hope to untangle someone else in their, their crazy doctrines and philosophies and, and generational histories and garbage that's come down upon them. We have to know who we are, know who God is, and know what's going on. We need to be fully persuaded, fully convinced that we are in this war. And, you know, Satan has done everything to make us not think this is war, but we'll get to that in a minute. So going on, verse 6. The hardworking farmer must be the first to partake of the crops. Um, Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all these things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Now, that is an amazing, that is it right there, raised from the dead. That death has the grip over every man, every human being on this planet. But Jesus Christ defeated death. He was raised from the dead according to the gospel that Paul is preaching and teaching Timothy. It's the same gospel we read in our Bibles um, when we read our Bibles. <laughs> For which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. So Paul says, this isn't easy. You know, they're after me. I'm locked up. He was in jail and prison and shipwrecks and all kinds of things constantly. But he did not, um, he, he, he didn't feel sorry for himself. He didn't say, oh, what am I doing wrong? Or I must have, you know, God must be mad at me. He didn't say any of that stuff that the devil tries to put in our minds. Well, we must have sinned. Well, we did something wrong. Well, God's uh, forsaken us. You know, this is a war. War is war. War is not going to be a cakewalk. It's not a birthday party. It is war. You're going to, you're not just be able to sit there and have somebody wait on you. You're going to go out there and wade in probably to your knees up into your, the, the mud and muck of the garbage, the lies. And we'll get to that in a second. But anyway, um, so he's, he's getting in trouble. He's being accused, um, getting chained up. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect. His goal was to get through this for our sake, that they also may obtain the salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. So you see, Paul was doing, practicing what he was preaching, is saying, okay, we got to be faithful and we're going to pass this on to faithful men who will also be able to tell others this thing has gone passed down, passed down from since 2000, uh, 2000 years ago. And it's, it says, he says there, this is a faithful saying. For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. That doesn't mean a physical death right now. It means that you've died to the, the, the ways of the world. You've died to your old self. You've died to the, the corruption and the, the, the philosophies of this world and been born again 
we shall live with him. There's, there's a new life. There's an eternal life. There's a heaven. There really is a judgment. There really is all this stuff that people don't want to believe anymore. They kind of just talk it away. They explain it away. They've got all their technology now and all their cell phones and all their devices and all their clouds. They don't need God's clouds. It's, it's prophetic nonsense. But you know what? A lot of people fall for it because they don't have roots in the truth. They've never been raised up. In, in the truth of who and what is really going on. So if you have even an inkling about God, then knowing that Jesus Christ died on the cross, and that he's coming again, you're way ahead of most people. So use now what you know and walk in it, walk bravely and courageously and go forward. He says, if we endure, we shall also reign with him. What are you enduring right now? What are you going through right now? Is it a heavy trial? Is it kind of an easy time right now? Are you helping bear someone else's burdens at this point? What is your trial? And, and we're called everyone. There's, there's a, a time, as the Ecclesiastes says, there's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to dance, a time to cry. There's a time. So you might be in one of those times, but those seasons are appointed. They don't last forever. Okay, because God is faithful. Um, he says, if we deny him, he will also deny us. That's not good. So what does it look like to deny him? Well, it looks like denying the truth, denying what you know, not being fully convinced, being double-minded. We're not here to put a guilt trip on people. We're here to say, be strong. Yes, you're going to be resisted. Yes, doubt is going to come and attack your mind. Yes, double-minded is going to, yes, disappointment is going to come and try to chew away at your, your hope. You bet. That's so what that's the war. The war is not out there in the in the sidewalk necessarily. Yes, it is, but it's also in our minds, in our hearts, in our souls. Um, and that's where the big battle is in um, meditating on things that are pure, lovely, honest, just, and of good report, rather than on things that are terrible and destructive and 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 worrisome and anxious. We cannot allow spirits like anxiety and fear and worry and self-doubt and confusion to hang out in our minds, in our thoughts, cannot use reasoning, cannot, we cannot rely on reasoning or, or um, appearances uh, or, or reality, as I would say. We have to know what the Word of God says, and that's where we go back to, the Word of God. God said it. God said it. It's going to be true. It's gonna, it is happening. It's, that's where you stand. That's our foundation. He says, um, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. And what he's saying here is that is exactly true. God will keep his word no matter if we believe it or not. It doesn't matter if you believe or don't believe the truth. The truth is the truth and the truth remains the truth, whether you believe it or not. And it, the trouble is, at the end, you may be on the place in a place where you never thought you'd be because you didn't, couldn't, wouldn't um, follow Jesus. And so that forbid that, let that not happen ever to anyone who's listening to this today. Um, here he says, and then he goes on in verse 14, be, remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord, not to strive about words to no profit to the ruin of the hearers. What do we do today? We fight and debate and discuss and divide and, and, and blast. And, you know, it's just all about meaningless, pointless conversations for the most part, because all that, all that chit chat and chitter and Twitter and all that stuff is not it's not, it's not really the resolution of anything. Um, it's a war over our faith. It's a war for righteousness. It's a war for truth. It's a war that, you know, go, goes after our physical body to kill our body. I mean, to entangle our minds, our wills, our emotions in distractions and destructions and uh, irrelevant discussions uh, that hide uh, or keep us really from the basic truth 
of 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 what what this conflict is really about. You know, people are are. It's not another law. It's not a better politician. It's not a different party that's going to change the course of this destruction. You know, we've got all kinds of, you know, remedies, pass another law, do this, gun control, uh, uh, you know, whatever, you know, vaccinations. We have all of these things we throw into this pot, and all it does is cooks up death. You know, you cannot pass a law that will force people to love one another. You cannot pass a law that will force people to know the love of Jesus Christ. Um, the the really the radical the the vile and unrighteous direction that we are going being pushed in actually um, will only stop or be stopped or be overthrown with one thing, and that is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which brings repentance and resolve to follow Him. That's the only nobody's getting to that basic bottom line. A few are. I shouldn't say nobody. A few are really calling for repentance, calling for salvation, calling for Jesus Christ. But most people are just, you know, they're just kind of passing around the mud, passing around the garbage, passing around another failed idea. Um, you know, the the rule is still the same. The, 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 the war is real. The rule is still the one rule. It's still the same as it's always been. It's Romans 6.16. It's the one Abraham practiced. Um, whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to be, believe the report of the Lord, be fully convinced of what God says because God does not lie? Or are you going to be persuaded by, well, I don't know, it kind of looks like this, and I don't know, I've been waiting for a while, and I don't know what's going to happen. And, um, you know, whose report are you going to believe when you yield, to, as a, whoever you listen to, whoever you yield to, that's whose servant or slave you become. And there are only two kingdoms, so you're going to have to end up in one of those two kingdoms. It's very simple. It's not very complicated. Satan has made it um, complicated. You know, Paul even says, I'm, I'm afraid that Satan will uh, you know, bewitch you from the simplicity of the gospel, which is in Christ Jesus. Um, so, uh, we, you know, most people, they're, they're just trying to survive, um, survive the snake pit. It's not gonna. It's not profitable to try to survive anything. You're not here to survive. You're here to abide in Jesus Christ and be and 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 be more than a conqueror. Uh, have an abundant life. We. This can be a great and glorious life, even though it's full of wicked tragedies and and perversions. We. When you're walking, we're looking at it in a whole different perspective than surviving, uh, or you know, most people they're just looking for some new clever escape, some new gadget to buy, some new pleasant distraction. Where can I, uh, where we can, you know, find, comfort ourselves with food and drink and drugs without having to think about eternity. But that is the, that is the, the tragedy. That is the trick right there to get you to think about all these temporal, immediate things, the urgencies, and forget that God loves you. God is there. God said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. God said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you find, knock and it be opened. These are words of God. God does not lie. You say, well, I asked one time and I asked, I asked a lot of times and it doesn't work. You know what? Yeah, you ask. Maybe God said not yet. Maybe God said no. Maybe the devil had, a, had, had an option going. But you know what? God loves you, loves you, loves you, loves you, loves you. And he's not going to abandon you. And he's not going to give up on you, even though sometimes we're very, very pushed and tempted to give up on ourselves or to give up on each other. God does not give up on us. Um, you know, all he has to have, all God has to have from us is our cooperation, our will, our willingness to follow. Him. That's why he said, follow me. He didn't say be good. He didn't say try hard. He, he didn't 
give us a bunch of self-improvement courses to take. He said, follow me. Why? Because you don't know what's up the road. Only he knows. You don't know what you're going to need, but he does. Um, you know, it's not, it's not for us to figure all this stuff out or try to fix all this stuff. It's for us to stand and having done all to stand. Why? Why did Ephesians 6, he say stand and having done all to stand and, with, and in the evil day, withstand, stand and having done all to stand. Because why? Because you're already called to stand in the victory that we already have through Jesus Christ, through the cross, through the resurrection, through his word. There's nowhere left to go. There's nothing left to conquer. You stand in what God has done. You declare it like Abraham. I'm standing. I know I'm getting older. I know my body's getting weaker. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It does not matter what it feels like because that's the enemy attacking your soul or your mind, your will, your emotions. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Get over that. Well, it looks like the appearances are deceptive. There's smoke and mirrors. They're there to trick you. You're going to be really shocked when you find out in the end, if you've believed all this smoke and mirrors garbage from the devil, that the word of God is true and that Jesus Christ is coming back to judge the the, 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 the living and the dead. Okay, but let's get to, go on. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, okay, so we have got to um, let the, follow the Lord. That, you know, for most people, they don't know, follow what? Why should I follow? Where are we going? What's, well, for most people, heaven is not in their uh, destiny. That's not their destination. Um, it's not a pleasant destination that they're looking. It's, you know, they might even think, well, I don't even want to go to heaven. It's, it might be boring up there, you know. Their destination, their whole identity, l- lack of identity, loss of identity, don't know who they are, very, very mucked up, is to stay safe or to work on self-improvement or, you know, bodybuilding or something like that. They, um, th- that's all they think about down here. They're not really fully convinced that there is an, an eternal, an eternity. This is temporary. This 60, 70, 80, 20 years, whatever it is, 20 minutes is a temporary, it's temporary. It will not last. People die. They get off the planet. Then they have to go somewhere else because they're eternal beings. Where do they go? Um, Satan is like trying to snuff out the real soldiers and put them to sleep. It's like we're being spiritually asphyxiated, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're just sitting there, you know, you don't want to live, you don't want to die, you're kind of comfortable, and, the, and the, the, you're, you're being slowly asphyxiated spiritually and don't even realize it because you're getting groggy and you're getting um, unmotivated and you're getting discouraged and you're, and, you're, and you're not bucking up and say, whoa, Wait a minute, use your mouth as the weapon it's intended to be to defeat the devil. That mouth can work both ways. You can shoot your own foot if you want to by grumbling and murmuring, or you can praise the Lord. Lift up your hands. I know it sounds stupid. Lift up your hands, praise God, look up to heaven. You know, it's like, okay, God, we're here. Wave at him once in a while. Wave at him and say, hey, God, we're here. We need some help down here. I mean, seriously, you start talking to God like that, God will listen. God is looking for people that he can answer because he wants to know that you know that he's the only one who can do this. And so if you're in a deep problem, it's not too big for God. Nothing is bigger than God. Nothing, no situation, no debt, no health issue, no cancer. Nothing 
is bigger than God. God and God is good and God is for you. God wants to fix. He wants to help. He wants to deliver. He wants to do the miracles. It is time, by the way, I'm calling forth the miracle workers, the workers of miracles to come forth. We've got the apostles. We've got the prophets. We've got the teachers. The fourth one in the list is workers of miracles. We want these workers of miracles and those who have the gifts of gifts of healings come forth now. We need to have the confirmation of God's reality, God's love, God's truth in the midst of this wicked, wicked, wicked world. We're not here to stay safe. We're not here. We're here to stand strong in the Lord. Um, And we're not here to go to sleep. We're not here. You know, they're doing everything. They're dumping chemtrails on us. They're poisoning our food. They're removing the food. They're promoting um, chips to automate our our movements, you know, make us into machines and automatons. controlling our every move to enslave us but you know what you know in in the midst of all satan's double talk i mean it's just garbage you know green deals and uh new world order and which is really all 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 it is is the same old world domination plan that satan has been crafting since the garden you know it's nothing new nothing absolutely new uh but we really must be fully persuaded and confident. Um, and the only, only way we can do that is to know what we already know, to know what God put in you to know. We, um, we, we cannot uh, afford to the luxury of being distracted or mesmerized by, the, by religion, reality, reasoning, responsibility. We have to walk in, in the obedience to God um, because this world is full of tests, you know, to test the righteous, to, te- to, te- to, to draw us away from God, to test God, uh, to test God in our hearts, judge God, get mad at God. Uh, you know, God doesn't get mad at us because, you know, really, I mean, yes, he, he's angry with the wicked every day. Don't get me wrong. But he's not here to trick you. But the enemy is full of all these tricks, distractions to draw us away from what's really important, um, from the power of love and the simplicity of the gospel. Um you know, we have to be fully persuaded of what God has said, that Jesus Christ came to save us. This is from this very sure and unavoidable destruction. Um, so let's look at Timothy for a second. Again, it's a lovely book. You can read it in a, probably half an hour or less. So in chapter 3, we get the yay, the, the list of, wow, did he ever have all this nailed? Coming apostasy. We're in it. We're in it. We're in it. Let's back up for half a second, though. I'm going to give you the um, the spiritual warfare gospel in a nutshell. It's one, two, three, three verses in Second Timothy chapter two. Um, it's talking about now. We started talking about soldiers in the beginning. Now we're talking about servants. He says the servant of the Lord, which would also be a soldier, by the way, or and a son. We're all the same. We have different things we do. Uh, um. I could be a mother and a teacher and a and a grandmother. I could I could be all three of those things that sends the same me. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel. So we can be a we can be a son, we can be a a, 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 a soldier, and we can be a servant, and we can be a sheep. We can be all of them. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient. So it's not here. You're not here to promote your ideas, your opinions. You're here to, to declare the word of God as clearly, rightly dividing it as, as clearly as the Holy Spirit gives you. Uh, gentle, be gentle, able to teach, patient, in humility, not in arrogance and grandiosity, 
correcting those who are in opposition, or the old King James says, in opposition to themselves. They've been set up in opposition to themselves because they don't know who they are, and they're confused and filled with doubt and filled with worry. Anxiety, being overwhelmed and not knowing what to do, creates anxiety. That's the torture rack. On one side, you're overwhelmed. On the other side, you don't know what to do or where to start, and so they clash and bring you to this place of being anxious. Be anxious for nothing, the Bible says, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Why don't you just try that for a day or two? Instead of using your old things that don't work, the mully grubbing and the poor me and it's never going to work and what are we going to do now and how do we fix this? Just stop it and just begin to pick it up and say, well, you know, today we're going to just, for an experiment, we're just going to do it different. We're going to not murmur. We're going to we're gonna pl- praise God. We're going to meditate on things that are pure, lovely, honest, just, and good. We're going to thank God. We're going to read a little bit in the Bible and we're going to stay encouraged in the Lord. Okay. In humility, correcting those who are in opposition to themselves. If God perhaps will grant them, what's he going to grant them? Repentance. Repentance is a gift. You can pray that God will give that gift of repentance to the people who you, you know that need to turn around and stop believing lies so that they may, what? Know the truth. Not think, not hope, not try to follow. No, K-N-O-W. Know the truth. And that they may come to their senses. Oh, yes, please bring us back from our senseless wanderings into our senses and escape the snare of the devil. Escape. Oh, he's, he's got a snare. Oh, there's a, oh, this is real. Oh, the devil's setting up a real snare. Oh, really? We have some escaping to do. Yeah. Having been taken captive by him. What? Ensnared, captivated, entangled um, by the wiles of the devil to do his will. We're not going to do his will. You just make up your mind. Not right now. You're not going to do the devil's will. You're not going to cave. You're not going to give in because God is bigger and greater than that. And God is able to keep that which I've committed to him against the day. So it's all good. It, God says he will never test us or tempt us above that he's able to keep us. But with every temptation, he makes a way of escape that we'd be able to bear it. That's um, 10, 13 of either 1st or 2nd Corinthians. You go look up. You'll find it. In chapter 3 of Timothy, 2nd Timothy, we get that horrible list of the things that are just like, I mean, this is what the newspapers don't tell you. But know this, not think this, not figure, not not try to, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. So it's going to be times of stress, times of danger, for men will be lovers of themselves. Yes, check, lovers of money, check, boasters, yes, check, proud, check, blasphemers, yes, disobedient to, ch- to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, that would mean selfish, mean, unkind, practicing witchcraft against one another, unforgiving, holding grudges, staying mad, staying bitter, getting mad at God, slanderers without self-control, whatever they want, they want, and they want it now, brutal, yes, despisers of good, yes, traitors, oh yes, whole raft of them, headstrong, haughty, Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Yes, yes, and yes. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. Yes, check out the church, you'll see. And from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. I think of the soap operas when I think about silly women laden down. Always learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Okay, but let's go on to verse 19 of chapter 3 of Timothy, 2 Timothy. But you have carefully followed 
my do- my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, life, long suffering, with long love and perseverance. You know what? You can't follow somebody else's path unless it's your own. You can maybe learn it from them. You can get discover certain things, but it's not yours until you use it yourself. You may know the the value of um, creeping Charlie or plantain as medicinals. You may have heard about it, but you don't get to experience the benefit of any of that until you make it your own. So we have to make this faith our own. We learned it, but now we have to apply it. This doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, has to be my own, mine. I can't just piggyback off somebody else. Nobody gets grandfathered into heaven. Nobody gets to get carried up on somebody else's coattails because related to somebody. You know what I'm saying? And then Paul says, yep, I've got, you followed my my, my perseverance, um, my you followed my lead, but there's been persecutions, there's been afflictions. You know what happened to me at Antioch and Iconium. Um, but out of them all, out of all these persecutions, the Lord delivered me. Now that's a 100% record right there. God delivered him all, out of all of them. Yes, guys, even now, let me just give you a little, this is a heads up and off the subject, on the subject. Even now in this wild, crazy, insane weather everywhere, some people have droughts, some people have too much rain, some people have winds that are like, way too constant and too high, too fast, too, you know, 80 miles an hour, tornadoes, threats of this, threats of that, hurricanes. Guys, you can start to pray against that kind of weather. Did you know that? Do it. He says, out of, the, out of them, all the Lord delivered me. We are constantly praying over our, um, our properties, our dwellings, especially when the tornadoes, the rain, the hail, all this threat, 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 threat. And we say no, no, and no. And we, we call on God. We ask God to send the angels to put protections around our, our properties, our homes, our, you know, whatever. And you know what? He does. He really actually does it. Can you believe that? So if you want to practice your faith a little bit, start with the weather. That would be good. You might be able to get some opportunities then to mow your lawn and plant your crops for a change. Okay. Um, all right. It says, verse 12, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Well, one of the, the marks of a believer is persecution. So if you're godly, you're going to be suffering persecution. Well, how does that come? Well, it can come from people outside or it can come from within your own mind. The devil can persecute you, torment you with your own thoughts too. There's no, he's never, he's never going to let up on us until he can't touch us anymore. Um, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution um, but, oh, here we go, evil men and imposters, those who are pretenders, maybe they're even imposturing and pretending to be human and they're not, they're not, will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That's verse 13. Imposters, transhumans, reptilians, whatever they all are. You know everybody out there is not a human being, don't you? You know that already now, don't you? All right, if you don't know that, then check it out. But as for you, he's talking to Timothy, continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing of whom you've learned them. And he says, even from childhood, you've known these scriptures. You know, children who are taught up in the Lord are, are beautiful, brilliant, delightful children. People, children who are raised in a ranch and, and, and chaos and abandonment, they're the ones who are anxious and they're the ones who uh, turn, up, turn out to be the violators of so many of the things that uh, bring sadness and despair to all of us. Um, then he says, verse chapter four, verse one, I charge you therefore before God, the, 
and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Okay, here's the final, here's the final reason, the final, the, the, the point, you know, the, po- the bottom line, the bottom line. We're going to all stand before God, the creator, Father God, who made us, and the Lord Jesus Christ who saved us, and there will be a judgment of the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. He says, so in, in lieu of this, or I mean, not in lieu of this, but in, in anticipation of this, here's what he said to do. Preach the word. Tell people about the good news. Tell them about the bad news, too. Tell them about, you know what? Repent or perish, like Jesus says. You know, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's time to repent. We don't know how many days. We don't know if there's a rapture. We don't know if there's a, uh, well, we do know there is one, but we just don't know when it is. And that is very a very sudden, sudden event. That's not something you can say, oh, wait a minute. Give me five minutes here. I got to go do something. You No, mm-mm. You're, you're up and out or not at all. He says, preach the word. So be found preaching. Be found faithful. Be found doing what would please the Lord. If Jesus would come back and peek in on you, which he already sees everything. Anyway, would he be pleased with what he sees that you're doing today? Or would he say, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. we need to send them some help. They're getting off the line here. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. In other words, be patient with people. Don't judge them. Uh, except, you know, you could be in that same situation yourself. So be, he says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap to themselves teachers who tell them what they want to hear, you know, make them seeker comfortable, that they don't have to feel um, ashamed of their sin. They don't have to repent. They don't have to feel uh, exposed. They can just keep creeping on in their lives until it's too late. And they will turn their ears away from truth and turn it to fables. Yeah, that's right. We've got fables everywhere. Go to Hollywood. Go to the movies. Go to the Marvel comic books. Go to the mythology. Go wherever you want to go. It's all as real, 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 presented as real, real, real as the gospel of Jesus Christ and to be preferred over the gospel of Jesus Christ. But he says, but you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. So in the midst of there's no excuses, no excuses. You will fulfill your ministry. There's no excuses. And then Paul, he goes on to talk to them about, um, you know, he says, I pretty much ran my race, poured out a drink offering. My departure's at hand. I've listened to his cool ending here. I fought a good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. That's the deal. You got to fight the good fight, finish the race, keep the faith. And then finally, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will give me on that day. And not to me only, but to all, so to all who have loved his appearing. That could be you and me right there. Let it, let, uh, let it be so, Father God. Let it be that we will look for and love your appearing. And in the meantime, Lord God, we will fight the good fight of faith. We will finish our race and we will keep the faith and we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. So remember, if you're in a trouble, you're fully persuaded that God's got it. You're okay. Start thanking God ahead of time and stop giving ammo to the devil in Jesus' name. Father, thank you that we can learn and walk and be encouraged, instructed in your word. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you that you do not lie. Thank you, Lord God, that you are encouraging each one today, those who are stuck, entangled, 
disentangle them, set them free from the snares of the fowler, give them help, give them hope, give them healing, give them the ministry. Hallelujah. Those that are sick are probably the ones who got the gift and uh, gift of healing, the ministry of healing. So get them well so they can go off and lay hands on others and get them well. We just praise you for a mighty outbursting uh, eruption of the kingdom of God on this earth that Satan cannot contain. He cannot uh, do damage control. It is out of control because the righteous and the people of God are taking uh, their rightful places as the sons and daughters of the Most High God, soldiers and servants, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, and by the way, check us out at liferecovery.com. How about doing something fun? Go to um, and check out the God on Trial series. It's an audio drama that is uh, done by professional actors. It's, it's a dialogue um, the, the, the dramatization of the war between God and Satan for the souls of men with the um, looking at it from the devil's point of view, from the, uh, the, the, their plots, their plans, their, their intrigue and espionage against the king of kings and against the God of heaven. Um, God on trial. It's very easy to get a hold of. You can download it right to your device. So God bless you. Have an awesome week and uh, go out and conquer in the name of Jesus, the Son of God. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Rescue Radio, because there's a war for your soul.